Division, Richmond Parkway, across from Eugene Hyman, came out 605 and 35. another episode of the Fort Bend County Train Division Podcast. I'm your host, Lieutenant Corey Williams, and today we have Battalion Chief Cindy King from Sugarland Fire Department, and she is their compliance officer and community engagement coordinator. Uh, she corrected me on that before we started recording so that I got it right, and she's she's given me the eye, so I think I, I did good. Did good. Uh, did um, good. So today we're talking about the uh, Fort Bend County Drowning Prevention Coalition, and uh, Sugarland is a part of that, one of our partner agencies, one of the many uh, in this coalition. Um, so getting right into it, Cindy's going to tell us a little bit about the Sugarland pool regulations, and, and how does that work? Because I'm a, I'm a pool owner, and I'm a homeowner, and I'm, I'm looking into installing my pool. What do I need to know? So... Any jurisdiction is going to have regulations regarding permitting for pools. Um, they're all safety driven. Um, they stem from the Association of Pool and Spa Professionals. Um, and the guidelines they're going to follow are set with from the American Society of Mechanical Engineers and the American National Standards Institute, which we typically hear of of mm -hmm. AMSI and ANSI. Um, so those are the guidelines that are going to be set forth and the regulations for pool safety throughout yeah. and um, most places when you go to get your pool installed your pool builder your construction team is going to go through the permitting processes for you okay but you're going to have to have certain things with any pool you install so as a as a homeowner i don't have to know everything but i have to understand that there are some some legalities and, and regulations that my pool is going to have to follow and, and meet up to code, as they say. Right. It's right. going to have to be up to code. And so there may be some things that may cost a little more to yeah. get them safe. Yeah. Um, but it is, it's a safety factor. Okay. Um, so I see some of the things as we were looking, um, your, your typical construction requirements. Do you, do you tell us things like that or how that, how's that work in Sugarland? So in Sugarland, um, there, is, we do have a permits department and so you're going to have to go you go online um the permit department is is within within the uh the city's website okay um but again your contractor has probably done this before through the process and probably has a relationship with the permits within the city um and that's going to be probably once you have somebody that's established they're going to have that those contacts to start with okay and and uh as far as sugarland fire right and you guys do EMS as well, right? Correct. Um, so, again, pool owner, I, I don't know what I'm doing, and now I've, I've had this. What are some some tips you have for me, as as my new my new I'm a new owner. You're right? a new owner. Yeah. You, all right. And I got my kiddos, and we're gonna we're gonna go swimming and, oh. and have fun. You're gonna need it in this heat <laughs> these days. Um, so the one thing you want to make sure of is that all your pool equipment. If since you're buying, if you're in an established pool, mm -hmm. is all um, up to code or at least safe. Yeah. You don't want rust. You don't want broken gates. You don't want broken uh, covers. You want to make sure everything is 
um, intact. Okay. Um, so uh, you need to make sure your your automatic pump shutoff system is working. Okay. Uh, you need to make sure that your fenced-in area, your your pool is in your fenced-in area. Your fence needs to be four feet tall. Okay. It needs to have a self-closing, self-latching gate. Um, so these are these are some of the things that they that are required. Now, is that you say uh, four feet and self-closing, self-latching? Is that in addition to my normal fence, like my regular six-foot fence? Would that do, or or do I need to look at something else? So as long as it is enclosed, as okay. long as it is not does not have access. Okay. Um, another thing is you you mentioned kids. Yeah. Have an audible on your back door or any door that has access going out to the pool area, so that you know when that door opens. If your child's not by your side, yeah. Somebody just opened that door. Was it your wife, or was it your child that might be getting out into the pool while yeah. you're not out there? Yeah. As we were as I was preparing to talk to you today, I looked at some of that stuff. They have the uh, a lot of different pool alarms that I didn't. I didn't know of, you know, I grew up, you know, in the 90s and we went to the pool and, you know, I remember doing some things I shouldn't have done as far as hopping into the pool and doing that thing. I don't remember pool alarms. I don't remember. Probably not. I don't remember uh, the self. They probably had a self-latching gate that we ignored. They may or may not have. Yeah. It may have just been it had a latching gate, but mm-hmm. it didn't automatically close behind you. Correct. So that is, it's, it, that is an important factor that not only does it have a latch, that a toddler shouldn't be able to reach, mm-hmm. but it has a latch or a uh, closing feature where yeah. it, it's, the spring brings it closed. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you don't think about that, I don't think. At least you, you try to think of everything, but obviously you, don't, you can't think of everything. Which is why we have the permitting and regulation side <laughs> of it so that they catch it in advance. Correct, correct. So we were talking a little bit of before, and you were telling me about some of the features that these safety deals that um, is required for your pool. Um, you were talking about uh, uh, the vacuum, and and did you tell me? Cause I'm I'm not doing it justice, but tell me a little bit about uh, that stuff when we're looking at I'm building my pool and what should I be looking for? Okay, so in 2005, standards were revised um, so that all pools and spas must be equipped with uh, anti-entrapment devices so that once a blockage is detected, it reverses the circulation so the vacuum releases. Um, The Consumer Product Safety Commission reported 130 entrapments due to hair being caught uh, in a pool or spa drain between the years of 1990 and 2005. Wow. So regulations changed um, because 27 of those entrapments resulted in death. They couldn't get them out. Um, So when a blockage is detected, that vacuum or pump is going to reverse its circulation and release, which is going to allow, if if it's hair or clothing or jewelry... um, uh, you said toddler's finger. If toddler's fingers can yeah. get caught in drains because they're so small. Yeah. So um, what it's going to do is it's going to release that suction and um, yeah, it's, be able it's, to get someone out. It's, you know, and and you work in fire and EMS, and we always say there's a policy, there's a name behind that somewhere, and it's unfortunate that you had to have those 27 drownings for this regulation to kind of change. Correct. And um, we were talking before about how I remember my parents' pool 
and their pool is probably out of regulation. There's probably a lot of pools that are out of regulation because they were prior to 2005 yeah, and the new yeah. guidelines. Yeah. And, and new guidelines for pools are like anything else. They're going to constantly change because yeah. something happens that we identify something to make it safer or better. So does um, Sugarland, again, now I'm, I'm, I'm your, your, I'm my folks, right? And my pool's been in the house for the last 20 years. Is there someone that we can contact to look to make sure that our pool is up to code so we, we have those things in place so that we're, we make sure we're doing the right thing? I would say your permitting department. Permitting department? Permitting, um, they, they can help you bring it up to code if it's not already there. Awesome. Or they can, they can refer the things you might need to bring <laughs> yeah. it up to code yeah. because it, yeah. may be a, it may be a very costly expense. And that's things that folks don't think about, right? I've had Correct. my pool for forever. Correct. Right? It passed regulation once. We're good. That's right. But we got to go back to it. And, and uh, we'll have links to, to kind of get folks and tell, hopefully you can steer them in the right direction on the, the uh, podcast description. Um, and if it's not in Sugarland, Fort Bend County has, has a link also for theirs. Beautiful. And, and, and that's the thing that I think is really important that you guys are doing with this, this coalition and getting the knowledge out to the, the public so that they know what's going on and kind of where to look. Because a lot of folks don't know. I'm learning a lot just doing this series. So it's I, I thank Fort Bend. I thank Sugarland. I thank all their private partners that are participating in this. We can't all know it all. We just have to figure out where to look. And that's gonna, that'll, that'll help anybody yeah. Yeah. be more educated about it. I agree. Um, so, <clears throat> excuse me. So um, we were talking about tips. Do you have any tips for your, your residents? Cause that can kind of things that we can look at for prevention. Cause that's one of the things that we're doing with the, the coalition, right? Do you have any, where do, how do I find education? What are, what are some good tools I can, I can reference? So if you want to reference something for children specifically, mm -hmm. um, pool safely app, um, and it's S A F E L-Y, not safety, but safely. Okay. Um, there's an app that you can have fun games for your young children to learn pool safety on your phone, on your iPad. Um, they they so have it about. how they're learning now. That's their Correct. Thing, right? That's, you know, you give a kid a phone and they're mm -hmm. going to figure something out. So um, has fun interactive games to actually teach pool safety. Um, every kid needs to learn how to swim. Yeah. Swimming lessons. Every kid needs to learn how to swim um, so that when they land in that water, yeah. if they can't, even if they can't swim, teach them how to float. Yeah. So, um, and then, God forbid something does happen, learn CPR. Absolutely. Every adult should learn CPR. There's absolutely nothing stopping children from learning CPR. Everybody needs to learn CPR. I agree. It's part of that that chain. Of, that's that first chain of survival that AHA pushes, and and a lot of CPR classes push. They might call it something different, but that chain of survival. The, it starts with the layperson, that first person that's there Correct. that witnesses the event. The bystander. Yeah. The bystander is the number one person in that chain of survival. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, as we're we're wrapping it up, um, Cindy, is there anything else that you'd like to to you know, as we have the ear of the county and the city of Sugarland, 
that you would like to uh, speak on? Just make sure you have your safety devices up. Make sure you have the fenced areas. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes it may be that you need to put a fence around the pool as opposed to just the yard. Okay. Um, so that your children can still play out in the yard mm -hmm. without being able to get into the pool. Um, pool covers so that if somebody does fall in, it prevents them from going under. It's a, it's a cover that'll yeah. just, you know, prevent it, prevent them from going further under. Um, steps, ramps, stairs, yes. slip proof, slip resistant. Um, because again, if you're walking beside the pool and it's slick, and you go in, it becomes yeah. a problem. Um, another then, thing, we, I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, another thing we, that we talked about, and I'm just thinking of, uh, something above ground pools. Above ground pools. When you don't have a ladder in use when you're out there at the pool, mm -hmm. make sure the ladder is not accessible to get into the pool. Okay. Um, make sure you have your life-saving um, equipment readily available, visible, um, floats with ropes, 12 to 16 foot um, long poles with a flexible hook on them. Okay. Um, be aware of where your tools are in case you need them in an emergency and make sure they're visible because when something bad happens, you don't want to have to be searching. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cindy, I think you, you put out a lot of good information for these, our citizens, um, anyone else that's listening, right? Because this is not just for Fort Bend County. This is not just for Sugarland. This is knowledge that's that's good for the summer good for if you're living in texas and uh chief chief temple i say we have nine months of summer right uh, at least yeah, yes yeah, it's at always least. it's always swim weather here yes so um thank you for your time thank you for thank your, you for having me absolutely anytime so that is it all right thank you all right thank you for listening to the fort bend county ems training division podcast Fort Bend County EMS is providing this podcast as a public service and or for educational purposes, but it is neither a legal interpretation nor a statement of Fort Bend County EMS policy. Reference to any specific product or entity does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation by Fort Bend County EMS. The views expressed by guests are their own and their appearance on the program does not imply endorsement of them or any entity they represent. Views and opinions expressed by Fort Bend County EMS employees are those of employees and do not necessarily reflect the view of Fort Bend County EMS or any of its command staff. If you have any questions about this disclaimer, please contact our chief of EMS via his administrative assistant or email us at clinical.division.ems at fortbendcountytx.gov.